1: Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the aware NFL podcast, sponsored by Yahoo DFS. Of course, I'm Joe Bartle. You can follow me at JB Fantasy Sports, and uh, actually, pretty good follow in at least my co-host guest uh, Jake Latarski at Roto Jake. We've been getting a few Twitter questions, and I I like that. I want to encourage that. I, I think we're going to try to answer a few today, but I want to get first to a Monday Night recap. Unfortunately, the waiver wire portion of this podcast might be a little bit thinner than usual because, frankly there wasn't a lot of guys that we really need to be picking mm-hmm. up or targeting. I think we've seen a lot more activity or guys yeah. that are interesting to note in the first 3 weeks but through mm-hmm. week 4 or at least this I hear week. If yeah, this is an tough.
2: this is definitely isn't an empty your fab week. It's barely not even there's I don't see anybody that is worth spending a quarter of your fab on even, but there's still some names that we want to run down that are that are worth taking a look at and uh we'll have enough suggestions for you because of course bye weeks are starting up this week you know i mean they started up last week but this week we've got the lions and the dolphins another kind of a joke of a bye week but you might have some lions who have been you know decent fantasy assets so far so uh we'll hopefully help you out with that and definitely help you look ahead to uh the next couple weeks too hopefully
1: let's get to the Monday night game though first which was frankly stinker and i watched portions of the game while the scoring was going on and it was Essentially, a Mason Rudolph emergence, and mm-hmm. I put a question mark at the end of that because I don't know if you can really say 229 yards and two he, touchdowns was emergence. Uh, he threw it short so often that mm-hmm. I think it's tough to gauge what he really can be as a quarterback.
2: Yeah, I, I, I still don't see him as much of a fantasy quarterback, especially if he's going to be used in this manner. I mean, he needed 16, 17 completions off off little dump offs before they could open up and find Deontay Johnson. Which, no surprise, it's a it's a blown coverage because he's not he hasn't thrown anything more than 15 yards down the field. Uh, so it does actually concern. Me a little bit about uh, the likes of Juju Smith-Schuster yeah, me too. because you know they ran that they went ran that sweep play where they had you know the running back trailing the wide receiver and Juju's like playing lead blocker you don't want to see that out of your number one your first round fantasy pick for a lot of people in wide receivers so that's unfortunate obviously you can't really judge anybody's rankings out there for having him high because the you know we expected a year with Ben Roethlisberger no matter how many times he had to be in and out of the walking boot we expected him on the field not going to be the case I mean Mason Rudolph graded out as the ninth highest uh, offensive passer this week, which surprises me um, a little bit. Um, But I I just don't see much of a fantasy asset. I I have him in 112-team league, but he's going to be a guy that's on the chopping block when I find better streaming options moving forward.
1: I'm surprised that we haven't seen Juju Smith-Schuster end up being similar to what Michael Thomas has been for the Saints with Bridgewater under center where he's still Mm -hmm. getting 9 or 10 catches per game and around 80 receiving yards and yes there's probably not going to be as much touchdown upside Mm -hmm. in the Saints offense but I still would have thought he'd be more involved and it's been a wasteland with Ben Roethlisberger out and I am concerned about my Juju Smith-Schuster shares.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean and then you look at the guys beyond that Deontay Johnson okay, James Washington the guy that I know we both had high hopes for after the preseason still not quite happening I just don't think they're going to throw the ball down they're let him throw the ball downfield enough the big question is is whether this was a specific game plan for a trash Bengals team especially with one of the worst run defenses over the last two years I mean probably historically at this point or if this is going to be the norm from week to week now you know seeing a lot of wildcats and obviously a wildcat Mason Rudolph's a non-factor period Um, of course this is excellent for James Conner excellent for uh, Jalen Samuels who will be fantasy relevant as well so uh, there is some optimistic Uh, things to take away from the Steelers' side. Not so much on the Bengals' side, though.
1: Yeah, you talked about a specific game plan for the Steelers, and I do think we saw something unique in the fact that Jalen Samuels was used frequently as a wildcat option, whether they mm-hmm. running the ball. I think he had ten carries for twenty-six yards. Uh, he did score a touchdown. He also added eight he had catches some, for he had fifty-seven some yards. passing yards in there. He threw too threw three times for thirty-one yards and looked mm-hmm. good
2: doing it. I mean, I, it. Those shovel passes technically count as completed yeah. passes, which is like a it's like a, it's almost a way to cheat legally in fantasy. If no, it doesn't feel right, but he's getting credit for it. If
1: that's the Jalen Samuels. And I like that quite a bit because he was a unique um, prospect coming out of college. If that's the same as we're going to get moving forward, if the Steelers are going to use more of this wildcat frequently, I could see him being a very legitimate flex mm-hmm. option. And something yeah. we probably should be considering yeah. in most waiver
2: wires. He's only 31 percent owned in Yahoo League, so he does meet our thresholds. I'm just going to say a word of caution. You know, I'm not entirely convinced that uh, this will be the game plan every week moving forward. And this is like a top three matchup in the league. You put the Bengals right there with the Dolphins in terms of uh, best Defenses to play running backs against in the entire National Football League. So he did have ideal circumstances for this one. So that's the only word of caution. But you're right, he did he did give me some, some things to look forward to. Um, unlike the Bengals, who were dreadful, unpredictable, unreliable. I don't know what I'm going to do with my Tyler Boyd shares. I don't know how I'm going to react to... Auden Tate getting 91% of the snaps, It's that that was just a mess, Joe.
1: Well, yeah, and John Ross also left the game with an injury, which of course is a bit of a hindrance for the week one waiver wire pickup crew. Marquise Braun, Terry McLaurin, two of those three ended up being out or hurt at some portions of mm-hmm. uh, week four. So it's difficult. I'm not worried about Tyler Boyd necessarily, and I, I'm still not necessarily mm-hmm.
2: – uh, going out and selling low on Juju Smith-Schuster. So those guys you have to be careful with. I needed 15 PPR points from Boyd. I was was so confident heading into the night. And then it was just like, nope, Andy Dalton's going to hold the ball and get sacked. And, and he's going I, to get was, sacked even after just a second of holding the ball. I, I was. he's going to get sacked again.
1: Andy Dalton mm-hmm. to get me ten points, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, sure, I understand he sucks in prime time, but that Steelers passing defense has just been dreadful through the first three yeah. weeks. Well, he looked fantastic in week four, but he didn't get a chance to throw, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I it, gotcha. It was difficult. So it's interesting with John Ross. I'm, I'm curious what your perspective would be on him if he ends up missing any time. Or is Auden Tate
2: somebody that you actually need to go out and inquire? Nah, I mean, not after what I saw last night with that offensive line and that type of that, that whole situation. There. It's a mess. Um, the The guy who intrigues me still, um, because he's managed to stay healthy this long, is Tyler Eifert. He's someone maybe we can talk about, or at least worth a mention in the tight ends. But uh, he's getting targeted. He did drop that uh, that that pass, I believe, in the red zone, or he had a chance to score that he missed, I believe. Yeah, first uh, quarter. It was a yeah, second drive. Yeah, early on in the game, um, had a chance to score that he missed. He's going to be a very intriguing. Um, you know, the DFS Twitter was in full force last oh, sure. night because they're like, man, if uh, if if I would have caught that touchdown, he'd have been, you know, 80 percent owned next week in DFS because he's got the Cardinals who have been dreadful against opposing tight ends. I don't know if I'm going to fade that chalk or not, given how bad Dalton looked, but uh, it's definitely going to be an intriguing and a budget option, especially considering he didn't have that great of a game on Monday night.
1: Well, let's get to that question, because I think that's probably one of the primary uh, pickups right now is targeting the tight end position against the Cardinals. And I I understand where the skepticism lies with Tyler Averton. I get Mm -hmm. it. I I completely get it. The injury concerns are there. Mm -hmm. The Bengals passing attack. We just talked about two minutes ago, how they look dreadful. But he's probably worth picking up in this match in particular. Mm -hmm. There's maybe eight tight ends that you can feel comfortable starting each and every week, right? Like Kelsey, Mm -hmm. Darren Waller, Zach Ertz, Evan Ingram. Is Disley in that conversation? I think
2: he's starting I, to sneak I, into that conversation. I think he is,
1: too. Greg Olson, while mm-hmm. he had a bad week this week, is probably in that conversation
2: for I mean, me. Isn't Austin Hooper and like Hooper, the number three scoring title? That's the yeah. other one. Right. So you have maybe did
1: eight. Did you say Mark Andrews? Oh, yeah. Mark Andrews. No, you, you got me on that one. Uh, Mark Andrews should be in that conversation as well. So nine. So that's Delaney Walker and the O.J. Howards and Hawkinson who nearly died. Uh, and I shouldn't joke about that. but It was a horrendous hit that he did the hurdle um, mm-hmm. over the the Chiefs guy and then fell down awkwardly. That's that's the conversation that we're talking about. So if you don't have any one of those nine tight ends, I, I think Eifert probably fits in that discussion like Stakely. We talk about all the time. I'm a few other deeper leagues or 12 or 14 teams. I'm absolutely picking up Eifert if I have a chance. I'm not going to waste a significant, uh, significant part of my fab budget on him. But yeah, I want to take advantage of that Cardinals matchup, which has just been dreadful against the tight ends Mm -hmm. every single week. It feels like year after year.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, over there's always a team like that that seems to identify themselves. And you're right. It has been the Cardinals for the last couple weeks. And yeah, you're going to eat that chalk in DFS and you're going to stream that in your season long leagues and, uh, and and hope for the best. And I think Eifert's going to be an ideal target next week.
1: I did want to focus on Deontay Johnson. I think he's probably my number one waiver wire pickup right now. Six uh, six receptions for 77 yards and a score, of course. You put him over Geronimo Allison? Oh,
2: we have a whole section we're, to talk we're, about. We're going
1: to get, we we can debate I, that. I thought, at least while we're still in the Monday night game, I did want to highlight that. I, I feel more comfortable with him than many of the other receivers or running backs available this week in, in free agency. And maybe the the Ronald Jones, who are close to that 50% threshold that we try to work with, would we'll be someone to take him over. But mm-hmm. again, there's going to there's gonna have to be somebody that does well for the, the Steelers' passing attack, and you'd imagine it would be Juju Smith-Schuster. We haven't seen that now for, it feels like, two weeks, and maybe he's got a repertoire repertoire being uh, with Mason Rudolph that this is a situation where it could actually be fantasy productive.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. Um, without that big score, though, it's kind of a dud of a fantasy night, and it's not all that different from what James Washington did, so... Again, it's a word of caution there. There are a couple guys that— a
1: 43-yard touchdown. mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, a Uh, 43-yard touchdown on a a pretty blown coverage. I mean, there was nobody around him, so um, you can't necessarily count on that every week, and that's my only cause for concern.
1: I want to touch on a Twitter question before we really dive into a few of the fab-available players uh, or free agent addition guys, auction guys. I always get caught saying fab. (laughs) Um, Before we we really dive into that, it was a fancy question uh, on Twitter from Cole Levy. And he said, "I have a struggling team right now, and about the best thing I have going for me is Patrick Mahomes. What should be the asking price for Mahomes if I decide to go that way?" And I thought it was an interesting one because I have a few mm-hmm. leagues where I am one and three or zero and four. And while I don't have Mahomes specifically, the idea of trying to sell one of your best players to get a more well-rounded roster is still possible. Zero and four, it's unlikely that you're making the playoffs, but you still have a chance. This next week, if you go zero mm-hmm. and five or you know one and five or one and four something like that, that's that's tough to come back from. Mm-hmm. But you have an opportunity here to capitalize on Mahomes you <laughs> or whatever other high asset you have. In my case, I think it's yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. And I'm mm-hmm. curious your, on your perspective what you'd be doing to yeah. sell it.
2: All right, so let me preface this. that I Normally when I look at tw- uh, trade questions on Twitter, I, my general first gut instinct is whoever gets the best player wins the trade. That's yes. generally how I lean, and that's how our asker, an expert team leans, and I'm, I think most guys lean that way. Um, but there are situations in which uh, you, want, you want to make two-for-ones, and this would be one of those cases here where uh, you take w- one player that's going good for you, um, you can stream quarterbacks. There's usually enough to do that, and grab two skill positions to go for that. So the asking price in a one for one for Mahomes, I mean, I mean you're looking at almost like a Le'Veon Bell, Julio Jones range. I mean. David Johnson maybe on the low end of that but I'd be trying to go for two for ones so maybe see if you can get I don't know so let's say um, Melvin Gordon plus Brandon Cooks something like that or say Chris Godwin and Derrick Henry that might be on the higher end of that I mean those are two solid assets there maybe try for uh, I mean Tyree Kill's looking like he's going to come back a little bit earlier so maybe try uh, to get the other side of that Chiefs equation and do like a Tyree Kill Mark Ingram combo you should be looking for two for ones it's going to be really hard to get that from a quarterback though it just depends on the owners in your league I mean you're going to know better than than me how much they're willing to pay for a quarterback but when you have a quarterback that's just a league in a league of his own um, maybe you can actually get something for him normally it's tough to trade quarterbacks
1: yeah it's an interesting question because you sound significantly higher on Mahomes' value than I do and Mm -hmm. I understand all the injuries at quarterback and we'll talk about Mitchell Mm -hmm. Trubisky as well who went down for what appears to be a multi-week absence that this is the quarterback position has actually been Pretty pretty trifled through at this point, and having a guy like Mahomes is a significant advantage each and every week. I totally understand that, but when your team is struggling, do you really want to have the significant advantage at quarterback where you could probably find somebody off a waiver wire and kind of stream week to week, or do you want to get a running back or wide receiver that makes more sense? So I would rather sell Mahomes for again. Let's go one for one here before we talk about the two for two for one situations. Mm -hmm. One of the top twenty running backs, like I would. Do David Montgomery over like for Patrick Mahomes? I'll take David Montgomery, who's got Gross, I, I think better Holmes matchups 100%. coming up. This <laughs> 100%. no, no, no. I understand <laughs> okay, that. I,
2: okay, we're just gonna we'll, uh, we'll play the game, right? I so you.
1: Montgomery, I'd go with maybe a guy like Todd Gurley, who I think, of course, scored two touchdowns, but has been difficult throughout the first three weeks. Maybe could find an owner that is willing to sell Gurley at this point, and I'd be more comfortable getting Gurley at that side. So any of those top twenty running back options, I feel better about. Not mm-hmm. Sony Michelle, not Miles Sanders. That's too low. So like I'm trying to draw a so, line at the so, running spot. Spot.
2: The line for me is Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Derek Henry, Melvin Gordon, probably. Those and are I like have the-
1: no, no reason why the running back owner in those situations would be trading Mahomes in that sense. Like I just yeah. that that, mm-hmm. that one feels way too off for me. So I'm trying to get a little bit more realistic with the Montgomery situation. I got you, I got you. And and let's go to receiver. So maybe a Sterling Shepard in a PPR league or I don't know, like Kenny Galladay, certainly in a bye week this week, so you could actually take advantage of that. That's the range where I'd go with Mahomes if I'm going one for one, and I I get it. As the Mahomes owner
2: or as the person getting Mahomes?
1: I, I feel like the Mahomes owner would be comfortable getting a Kenny Galladay or a David Montgomery options moving forward yeah i just don't know if that's
2: enough to make it worth it to, to give up that advantage
1: and and sure you could toss in the the waiver wire week one guys like the john Rosses, marquee yeah. brown or Terry mclaurins to even out in the two-for-one swaps or yeah. tight end right you could maybe you had to well, deal and i have a lot of mark andrews and george kittle i'd love to move one of those guys in gotcha, relation gotcha. to that
2: but yeah i've got some uh i've got a kelsey and uh mark andrews in the same league and i'm yes. thinking ooh, i might be able to do something right with this.
1: but the, and that's where you can couple those types of players or mm-hmm. a dj chark who i think is quite frankly emerged as the number one receiver for the jaguars well hey you could partner him with somebody else and and make it work a little well,
2: more let's put it this way if you were to redraft today what's the earliest you would be comfortable taking mahomes let's just say full ppr for argument
1: it's gonna if it's a four touchdown league which most four points people, for touchdowns right. yep if everyone's everything else I think I'm still taking him rounds four or five, and he's going much earlier. Yeah, at that you're
2: point. not going to get that, right? Yeah, exactly. No okay. But you look at so, so I value him a little bit more than you do. Is what is yes. how we're establishing him, and I, and I'm looking for a higher asking price that I'm probably not going to get, and you're looking for something more realistic where you have a chance to get. But I just don't think that it would be worth it. So <laughs> that's if you're where, that's if you are like
1: is. if you are like our our Twitter question Cole Levi and ask and his team is bad, right? He's acknowledging that mm-hmm. other than Mahomes, his team is struggling wouldn't you want to move him for that sense because you're not winning with Mahomes anyway let's see if I can get a running back and receiver or a pretty darn good running back and just hope I can stream mm-hmm. week to week at quarterback
2: yeah I just don't think that a Kenny Galladay or a David Montgomery I like those types of players that you're going right. after have to because they're the guys that have potential to see their value rise I mean Galladay had a great game last week Montgomery is one that could see his value rise quite a bit so but I'd still be trying to shoot for a two for one because I just don't think it helps your team enough you know you're getting a are you're losing a 10 point per week at Advantage at quarterback while you're gaining maybe a five six point per week advantage at running back and and I just that doesn't add up for me. And this
1: is maybe going back to if you the user of the Mahomes situation can correctly identify which quarterback goes off each and every week, I feel very comfortable in my projections in the quarterbacks in that mm-hmm. ten to twenty range. So I think of it like and you you correctly identify that Mahomes has a ten point advantage over every quarterback. Fine, sure, mm-hmm. but I think the quarterback that I can pick up off the waiver wire gets me three to four more points. Uh, on average, as to whatever else you're going for. And the spot that you're getting the Galladay's or David Montgomery's also gives me a five to six point advantage.
2: So it balances and up.
1: And that's where I'm looking at it, right? So, mm-hmm. and then I'm also getting maybe a two for one in addition to that. That's how I'm trying to identify a situation like this, where if my team struggles besides Mahomes, what is a realistic asking price that both people be comfortable saying yes to?
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I understand where you're going with that. Uh, I think you and I would have a difficult time agreeing on any trade centered on Mahomes. I think that's what we can take from this.
1: Sure. And I I, I love the question overall because it is a head scratcher mm-hmm. and it's not just an obvious yes or no or do I do this trades a little keep Keep sending them my way. I love doing those as well because I feel smart when I get them right. Uh, but in this in this situation, I thought it was a really interesting one. So we're going to dive more to the, the actual free agent edition part of this podcast, but first I want to get a word from our sponsors, Yahoo DFS. The NFL season is officially underway, which means Yahoo Daily Fantasy Football has returned. There's a million reasons to enter the free Yahoo Cup on Daily Fantasy, and they're all money. That's right. Yahoo Cup is free to enter, and it's a perfect lineup will win you $1 million every week of the football season. It's as easy as, easy as entering the contest and picking your players. If you're over 18, a United States citizen, there's no reason why you shouldn't take your shot. uh, Yahoo Daily Fantasy Football has new contests every week with guaranteed cash prizes. Even if you don't score a perfect lineup, you can still walk away from the game with a little bit of cash. Choose Yahoo Daily Fantasy today. Get started now Yahoo Daily slash daily fantasy. All right so just a quick refresher while we're going through this Uh, again our recommendations are trying to target players under fifty percent owned on, of course, our sponsor show Yahoo. So uh, we're trying to budget at least around a hundred dollars for the waiver wire fab portion of it. And again, we're trying to highlight some people that might not mm-hmm. be owned in most leagues. So uh, we have to f- uh, highlight the bye weeks lines this week, Dolphins this week. So lines actually kind of relevant. I have a lot of Carry On Johnson shares that I'm scrambling to figure out what to do with Kenny Galladay as well and Marvin Jones. Maybe if you have Matthew Stafford, which looked pretty darn good against the Chiefs last week, mm-hmm. there's some questions at the quarterback position. The Dolphins. Uh, Preston Williams, that's probably about it. You're not really worried about any Dolphins being <laughs> I mean, on I had i got
2: Devontae Parker on my 14-team stake league bench, and I couldn't quite pull the trigger on cutting him for <laughs> Dontrell and Mon when I thought about it this yeah. week. So, I mean but that's where we're at. This with is dolphins. actually
1: probably more relevant um, situation for Survivor leagues because I was trying to debate as to who I want to actually play this week. Oh boy, yeah. That that was interesting. So we'll get to the quarterbacks. we we'll highlight Daniel Jones last week. Of course, he had a fantastic game against the Buccaneers. You would have thought the same would have occurred against the Redskins, but then the game yeah. script got way out of hand and yeah, he that also was pretty, throws two interceptions.
2: Yeah, that was pretty. I mean, like we were saying before the show, he threw two picks and he could have easily thrown four picks I think in that game. So there's that situation and then of course, I mean, I mean they just went ahead because exactly. the Redskins, such They're even more like. Keenum comes out. We're going to start him. Stinks again. Turns the ball over. Let's throw Haskins in, right? You know, not even. I've seen this argument so many times. If you're going to play Haskins, make him the starter of the week in practice. Get him involved in the game plan. Don't just throw him in there in the middle of nowhere because you're not setting him up to succeed. And I I agree with that opinion. That just the game got really messy and out of hands. I still think Daniel Jones will be a top twenty guy for the rest of the season, but that's not that bold. I was buying
1: Dwayne Haskins playing against the Giants, regardless if he's starting or just playing, because this should be a good matchup. Well, I don't know what you do now with the Redskins facing the Patriots this week. Like, that's that's a really difficult—I think they face the Patriots. I think
2: the Patriots are the only team that hasn't allowed a passing touchdown all year. Right,
1: right, exactly. So it's like, oh my god, okay, mm-hmm. so now— So you'd
2: probably be better off starting Chasem Hill if you're in a two-quarterback league than anything Washington's exactly. got to offer. You're
1: right, so then why did you have him in the, in the begin <laughs> with? But yeah, Keenum looked that bad that you had to throw mm-hmm. your rookie quarterback in who then throws three interceptions. It's difficult. Anyway— this all to say, I'm not starting Dwayne Haskins or Case Keenum against the Patriots this week. Two streaming options I think we probably could highlight. One, I feel comfortable suggesting. The other, mm-hmm. it's very, very lukewarm. Yeah,
2: for, for, for the record, uh, I wrote down number two before I watched the Monday night game. So um, we can, <laughs> well, you're we already can already even forget I was that. I was yeah. trying
1: to tease it, and you're, you're already <laughs> suggesting Andy Dalton,
2: very yeah. questionable. Let's go mm-hmm. to Jacoby Brissett. Though. Yeah, the 35% owned, 36% owned in Yahoo Leagues right now as I look. He's got the Chiefs this week. He's already the number twelve quarter scoring quarterback in all of fantasy here. Um there's a lot of quarterbacks that start him over this week. He might even be a top ten guy.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm concerned. I'd feel less concerned if I knew that um T. Y. Hilton's back for certain. I don't think we know that quite the case. But of course the Colts got upset by the Raiders this week. Brissette had to throw significantly more than you probably planned to. Forty-six mm-hmm. attempts. He was only he was twenty-four or forty-six. Yeah. So a little over fifty percent. Mm-hmm. Two hundred and sixty-five I mean, yards and three touchdowns.
2: Yeah, you can expect that kind of catch up to play against Kansas City, too. The only uh True. the only thing is if it gets like, what if the game what if they go down by four scores, five scores, then what happens, you know? But again, why not? Get him as many reps as possible, get him thrown to these guys. Uh we'll see what happens with T. Y. Hilton. He missed the fifth game of his career. It's a quad injury, something you're gonna have to um Watch the practice report for this week. Obviously, Brissette's value, I'd feel more you're right, I'd feel more comfortable with him with T.Y. Hilton out there. I mean, Marlon Mack also was dealing with an ankle injury. Yes. Um, and
1: that one, I think, is actually more compelling. And we'll talk about the running back situation overall. Gotcha. Colts have a bye week next week. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it make sense... To maybe rest. I don't know about T.Y. Hilton, because he already missed last week, but certainly a guy like Marlon Mack.
2: I definitely didn't think of it from that angle. Right. I've got such exactly. a problem in Stake League. I've got Marlon Mack and Devontae Adams. Ugh, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to break a three-year eating streak there. That's unfortunate.
1: So this is a situation where maybe they end, up, uh, they end up waiting on Marlon Mack this week and Jordan Wilkins comes in. Anyway, you would imagine the Colts winning this game would rely on their running game. We didn't necessarily see that with the Lions last week, though. They were actually able to move the ball effectively passing the ball and in short intermediate routes as well and kind of moving up and down the field. Of course, turnovers. I think it felt like there's 13 different fumbles in there. I know Chris and Jeff highlighted the the turnover-prone fumbling game on the Monday edition of the podcast, so I won't go into too much more detail. Some fluky things had to happen for the Lions to stay close, but the Chiefs also had a fumble return for a touchdown that kind of ended up being the difference of the game. All this to say... I don't think we can just assume that Jordan Wilkins or Marlon Mack are going to get the primary bulk of the carries to try to keep this game close. I think there is going to be a lot of passing involved, and I think as a mm-hmm. result, Brissett does make sense as a top-12 yeah. quarterback, if nothing 35 else.
2: attempts easily, probably a yeah. lot more. So,
1: yeah. I mean, you look at the Falcons game, mm-hmm. uh, he threw 37 times. And they ended up winning that game. I don't know. I think it's gonna be a situation where again he's gonna be he's gonna be a quarterback one now at yeah. the very bottom, but he's gonna be quarterback one for most teams.
2: I'm mentally committing to using him in DFS like right now. My only problem is who the heck do I stack him with? Because the Colts had four receivers above sixty-two percent of the snaps, but Dion Kane was the leader with seventy-three point one percent of the snaps. So it's a really messy distribution. This
1: might be one of those weird situations where you could use the quarterback. But I don't know if there's anybody that I actually go and target from his receiving core, unless I knew for certain Ooh, that T.Y. Hilton's so out ugly. there.
2: That's so ugly. I, I don't know. know if I can do that.
1: I know. And, well, I mean, you could go even uglier and consider Andy Dalton, who's going against the Cardinals <laughs> secondary, which has been dreadful, and we knew it was going to be dreadful, and is mm-hmm. going to continue to be dreadful. I think Patrick Peterson comes back this week from suspension. This is week five. He's on a four-game suspension. Regardless, though, this it's, it's possible that if John Ross ends up playing... Could be another junk time production opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think the Bengals are favored by three and a half points. Let's just say I was laying a lot of money on the Cardinals to outright win this game. I think it's That'll possible that could happen, but of course, both are winless teams. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, this
2: is this is a purely matchup thing for me. When I jotted this down, and again, uh, you know, not to back out of it too much, but I did kind of write this down before I watched Andy Dalton get sacked eight times and this offense just looked completely hapless. Nonetheless. Um, the Cardinals are third in the league, giving up 28.2 standard fantasy points per game to th- opposing quarterbacks. In four games, uh, 10 they've allowed 10 passing touchdowns, uh, one of only three teams in double digits. Of course, the Dolphins lead the way there with 12. Um, the Cardinals have yet to intercept an opposing quarterback. Uh, they're one of the few teams... Um, one of two teams on this list that have not done that yet. Um, and they've given up 148 rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks. Some of that's matchup at this point, but, uh, that is, that is number one as well. Not like Dalton's going to do anything with his legs, but if anything's going to make me somewhat possibility here, or, you know, somewhat optimistic about his possibility, screen passes, count his touchdown passes. (laughs) Joe Mixon's the best player on that offense. The Cardinals are bad and Dalton's going to run a lot of plays. I can see him running at least two, three more drives than they did on Monday night. Um, You know, 20 points for Dalton, even after the horrific showing last week. And the Cardinals are running
1: a lot of plays, too. Just like Mm -hmm. that situation with Kyle Allen, how he threw for four touchdowns against the Cardinals, Mm -hmm. or against against the Cardinals' secondary. The same thing could apply where just both teams are running so many different plays. Patrick Peterson is going to be still, he's got a six-game suspension i was confusing his suspension with every other four-game suspension out there we're gonna talk about chris herndon and golden yeah. tate i just assumed you yeah, got some among guys got some
2: guys getting let loose this week and that's what <laughs> watson too yeah. it's the ben watson Ooh, return baby. yes uh so
1: patrick peterson still gonna be out i don't mind that one i think if you are desperate and certainly in a a super flex league it makes more sense uh i have one league where cam newton's out i started cam, i started andy dalton This week, that was horrible. I'm going to make the same mistake again because I hate myself, apparently. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think it makes some sense as a top 16, top 18 option. Mm There is the Matt Barkley, uh, Chase Daniels possibility. Josh Allen left the week four loss against the Patriots Mm -hmm. with a concussion. He looked awful. Barkley looked Mm -hmm. only a little bit better. And then Chase Daniels, subbing in for Mitch Trubisky who I guess is ruled doubtful right now. He mm-hmm. has a dislocated left shoulder. I guess it's his left shoulder. It's not his third London shoulder. London
2: game. London game I believe Yeah. So.
1: This, I mean there's no way he's playing. There's yeah, no way
2: Yeah, he's I doubt playing. that. Yeah. Apparently he's still going to travel to London, which seems like a weird idea to me, but anyway, um I actually now my mind one thing that's my mind has changed on in the last 24 hours uh is I probably put Chase Daniel ahead. Oh, God, do I put him ahead of Andy Dalton on the on the quarterback rankings? He does draw the Raiders, who are, you know, bottom 10 in terms of fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks or, or yeah, geez. Um, so total fantasy points allowed points per game. I should sort this by here. Um, But, yeah, the Raiders, bottom 10, nine touchdowns allowed, 1,150 yards in four games. So uh, they've been consistently bad against opposing quarterbacks as well. So uh, Chase they've Daniel. They've never
1: played a quarterback as bad as what the Bears offense, whether it be mm-hmm. Trubisky or Daniel, is putting out.
2: Hey, hey, hey. Now, now, Pro Football Focus rated Chase Daniels oh, the number two the Great. number two passing quarterback this, this past he week. He threw here.
1: 30 times and had less than 200 passing yards. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to be excited about that offense? That I offense
2: mean, is dreadful. You can be more excited about him than Andy Dalton. That's all I'm getting no, in No, I'm going to be more excited about
1: Dalton. You can't make me. You can't make me. I need all the red right.
2: rifle in my life. All right. OK, I'll give you that. All right. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. Chase, who knows, man. He, man. he manages the game well, and that's all the Bears are going to ask. With I that, think with Chase that Daniel is defense. better than Mitchell Trubisky, and I
1: know that really hurts your soul because you were saying I don't, I don't actually that,
2: believe that, but—
1: <laughs> I know i I'm I'm not even just saying that just to trigger you. I, I you, Do you think he can win Daniel. the job? Can, you, can he
2: go out and win the game, win the job? I think the Bears are going to take never it do real that. slow do that. with
1: Trubisky. <laughs> oh, man, his left shoulder just— after seven weeks, it's still not mm-hmm. right. He's they haven't put it back in place yet. Oh, and they'll be like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. guess we have to have Chase Daniel. again. He's going to end up winning more games with Trubisky, I think, as a mm-hmm. starting quarterback.
2: All right. So when we got to rank these guys, when it's all said and done, <laughs> top three pickups. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, you're, I'm, you're I'm not just playing, just playing along with me. At all. <laughs> like, I, like I'm done with this here. All right. Number one, Jacoby Brissett. Number two, Chase Daniels. Number three, Andy Dalton. But you flip flop your two and three. Yes, Brissett, Dalton,
1: Daniel. I'm not. I'm ignoring uh, Barkley and Haskins completely. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, Marcus Mariota is the 11th ranked quarterback. And he's only owned in eleven defense, percent though? of leagues. Yeah, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. Eleven yeah. percent of leagues for Mariota. Um, we'll talk about Gardner Minshew. Still we only to. owned in fifteen percent of leagues. You know, so throws throwing some the, guys out did there. Who does
1: Jacksonville face again?
2: Uh, they're at Carolina.
1: Yeah, that's a little bit interesting. I saw Quan mm-hmm. Short just got placed on injured reserve. That's an interior pass rusher for the Panthers that could affect things. I like Gardner Minshew. Uh, he helped me win a little bit of money against the Broncos this week. I don't know if I'm going to take him over Andy Dalton though, and I know that's really mm-hmm. embarrassing to say, but I think I'd rather have. Andy. Yeah, do
2: you, do you put him ahead of Chase Daniel in London against no. the Raiders? No, I, no. those London yeah. games
1: are so fluky. I, I don't want anything to do mm-hmm. with any of that. I'll yeah. be honest with you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll get a team that explodes, or you just get you just get junk. Yeah, and unless I, you're, I'm thinking this one's going to be more along the lines of junk.
1: Jacksonville gets the home game, and basically it feels like at London every week, and the, or every time they go play, and that's a different mm-hmm. scenario. But every other team Yeah,
2: now, if the Jags were in London, then yes. I'd be all over yes. Gardner. Gardner- that's the Gardner Minshew yeah, exactly. mania all yeah, over four-touchdown game, but okay. (laughs) All right, so we hopefully have given you guys a decent set of streaming quarterbacks if you had been relying on Oh, geez. You're not relying yeah, on anybody I, on the I, hope,
1: I wish we could say the same thing about the running back position, but this is going to be a little bit dreadful. We're going to get to the running backs, though, afterward from our sponsors, Fancy Draft. Fantasy Draft is the only rake-free daily fantasy site in the business, and it's bringing the heat again with a $750,000 guaranteed rake-free contest, the Hooter main event, and a, of course, a $100,000 first-place first payout. This is the largest and only rake-free contest running anywhere for NFL Week 5. That's right. Fantasy Draft is the only daily fantasy site where you can play contests with no management fees taken. Out of the prize pools, one hundred percent of the time. It's not just for limited uh, time promotions either. Listen, as other fancy sites continue to raise rake, prize pools are being squeezed, making it harder for players like you to win. Whether you call it rake, commission, or management fees, the days of ten, or days of paying 10, 12, or even sixteen percent of your entry fees to fancy companies are over. No longer really pay, uh, lose thirty percent of your bankroll to the house. Just sign up at FancyDraft.com today with promo code RotoWire, and you'll get a free seven day trial on your first one thousand dollars of rake free entry fees. That's FancyDraft.com. Promo code ROTAWare, Don't miss your shot at millions of rake-free dollars in contests this season. Of course, to start playing at Fantasy Draft today... Your bankroll is going to love it. So we highlighted Wayne Gullman and Daryl Williams last week. Wayne Gullman looks great. Now, if you if there was a desperate Saquon Barkley owner that you could sell Gullman high on, fantastic. I think the Giants schedule is a little bit difficult moving forward, and that was some of the mm-hmm. stuff we talked about yeah, last Yeah, that schedule doesn't podcast. get
2: better until weeks 14, 15, 16, then playoffs, then it's super exactly. juicy. But exactly. until then, they got a little bit of a tough patch coming up.
1: Daryl Williams, though, is a little bit interesting. I don't know if how much you watched that Chiefs-Lions game. I was mm-hmm. all in on that one. And of course, they were running almost exclusively when they got to the red zone, but the Chiefs- often Offense, is going to get to the red zone often mm-hmm. it wasn't mccoy that was getting those goal line
2: carries it was daryl williams and that so long as damian williams is out mm-hmm. this is interesting that and i saw i saw a tweet i don't have it in front of me i didn't mark it down this time but over the last it's two or maybe three games and they compared the number of routes ran for mccoy and williams i'm pretty sure it was in the in the uh in the period in which damian williams was done daryl williams actually ran eight more routes yes than mccoy so yeah, Darryl Williams, 52% owned. He's worth a look. I mean, if you're in a league with people that are on the ball, chances are he's been picked up. Otherwise, um, let's go for uh, let's go for it. Go for yeah, it. Put I, a, bid, a bid down. He's your top target, just, possibly. Just
1: keep track of what Damian Williams' status is, though, because I do think when Damian Williams comes back, all three are going to make it to the point where it's tough to rely on them. But they're getting to the red zone so often that I wonder if Darryl Williams isn't more relevant. I think the biggest running back option, though— has to be Ronald Jones. And I say this as a guy that <laughs> of the 13 leagues that I had, Ronald Jones was the highest owned player on my team. I have been living this life. Yes. It's not a fun life to live figuring out which Buccaneers backfilled mm-hmm. option is going to work each and every week. He sure looked darn good though in the Buccaneers' mm-hmm. upset win over the Rams where they scored fifty five yeah. points.
2: I mean, outside of that week two dud, he's had double digit PPR weeks in in the other three weeks, and he hasn't
1: been catching passes, so it's mm-hmm. not like he's that big of a PPR guy.
2: And the other thing is, I caught as much of this game as I could on Sunday, and he had two pretty big chunk plays taken back due yes. to penalty. So this game could have looked a whole lot better. I think, I think maybe just maybe Bruce Arians might finally be realizing who better running
1: back you would think but then he came out almost directly after the win and said no peyton barber is still gonna be our starter now <laughs> he he didn't put in quotes as much as he could be his voice but i feel like this is our job to decide how much of starter peyton barber really is a thing mm-hmm. and I, I i'm i'm less concerned about it than i was in week two i'm still frustrated with this backfield mm-hmm. situation and yeah under 50 percent own Ronald jones is currently at 44 percent yahoo leagues he needs to be up to about 60 or 70 percent would i start him though I hope you don't have to have the option, or you know. I hope you don't have to do it. I've had mm-hmm. to do it now in a, a lot of. I
2: don't weeks. mind him as a flex start in PPRs this week and moving forward. Uh, I think if you're if you're starting three receivers, two running backs, and he's your flex guy, he's your next best best option as by weeks start. I think that's the perfect spot for him because again. You, I mean, there's a possibility of a ceiling game sneaking in there, yeah. but I think, you know, you throw that floor game week two out, um, the rest of the games have been very serviceable, you know, and there's, there's definitely a spot, even if you play second fiddle to Barber, where having a PPR guy for 8 to 12 points is, is absolutely worth it.
1: So with your fab budget, again, we, let's say we have $100, how much are you putting down on Ronald Jones? Because other than Wayne Goldman, at least to this point, from the running back position, we haven't seen a guy that could theoretically – go off mm-hmm. in any given week to the point that we have with Ronald Jones right now.
2: See, it's very situational for me because I have him in one league, but I haven't been forced to start him, and he's owned in all my other leagues. I'm jealous. So I, I, I don't get to uh, – I, I know I don't get to uh, make this decision, but I could conceivably – uh, in a week where I think a lot of people are going to start to fall asleep on Fab, you know, you start to get those owners that are one yep. and three, maybe kicking back. I think you can get away with a twenty-seven dollar bid.
1: Oh, see, I was going to go lower than, I mean, and I'm I'm thinking specifically ten team leagues because I need twelve and fourteen team leagues out there. He He's likely gone. a roster, right? Mm-hmm. So, in a ten or eighteen team league, or eight, not eighteen, an eight or ten team league, I don't think I'm going higher than ten or twelve. So maybe ten percent of my budget, and that's only, fair only because. I feel like there's got to be better options out there each and every week. And, yeah, as the bye weeks go on, maybe Ronald Jones becomes more lucrative. But I'm just a little bit concerned and hesitant. And in those shadow of leagues, I sure hope you don't have to use a Ronald Jones again. As somebody that's been living this life now for most of my leagues, it's not a pleasant one. It's, it's very rocky, and I've gotten it wrong, what, we're in four weeks, three of the times now? It's just been frustrating. Yeah. I, who knows? Uh the guy that I like more though is Jordan Wilkins again. Marlon Mack um left last or uh, left, left Sunday's game with an injury uh, Colts have a bye week next week. It would make some sense if they used a guy like Jordan Wilkins instead and just have back, uh, Mack inactive and of course Naeem Himes also probably benefits but I think people are like oh Hines to look great in the playoffs whatever else Wilkins is the guy that gets the ball carrier options, and mm-hmm. they aren't throwing yeah. to the running backs as much.
2: Yeah, we need to think about it this way. I'm running through the last uh, uh, the last update we had, which details that Mack only saw 28 of 78 snaps. Um, but it, the, the whole point of our, our last update on him is that the injury isn't overly serious and that they're trying to say that instead he just gave way to Naheem Hines, who the Colts turned to in hurry-up mode. Um and that's that seems to be the explanation there. Um that he was not medically ruled out of the contest. Uh I don't know how much of that I'm gonna buy, but either way you cut it, it's not good. Either he's injured or he's not their late game back when they're down in the game. And then that you know, on on a Colts team I see whose ceiling is eight and eight. That's you know, eight games with positive game script for him, and that's not necessarily a good thing for me.
1: I get it. Six catches, thirty-nine yards, all six of his targets. It's just a little bit concerning to me that you've seen um, Naeem Hines have 17, 14, 18 snaps before this and then explodes for 35 this Mm -hmm. week as opposed to Wilkins who had 16. Again, if you're considering how the Colts are going to win this game, it's likely not going to be based off of Naheem Hines seeing 40-plus mm-hmm. snaps, right? You're going to imagine on Jordan Wilkins or Marlon Mack, if he's healthy, is out there for the majority of the I time. I, so I, I think it's more of Wilkins that's probably more relevant than Hines, but I understand where you're getting, oh, yeah, PPR upside. The Colts are going to be down significantly. They're going to have to pass the ball a lot, maybe, and we did see mm-hmm. that last week. I just wonder if it's more of a Wilkins kind of game.
2: Yeah, yeah, I could see that, but they have to keep it close for me. and yes, That's how it does this. So, that's true. so let's kind of sum up these running backs. You know, Hines is only 19%. Uh, Wilkins, it looks like 19% as well. So you can probably take your pick if assuming Darrell Williams and Ronald Jones are already on teams. We got to go to these Colts guys. Um,. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm bidding
1: on either Hines or Wilkins uh, in a ten-team league, twelve-team or fourteen. I get it, and I think Wilkins
2: will be available. I'm sure Hines is as well. So mm-hmm. in more of the you can get away leagues. with lo- with low bids. Yeah, yeah. Um. Any interest in Dexter Williams from the Packers after Jamal Williams just got smashed on that dirty hit? Thursday night?
1: Yeah, I was at that game, um, and I, I'm really frustrated with how Lambo ends up talking about injuries i had no idea Devonte adams was out until two series after uh i had no idea about the tackles either bakhtiari bulaga i had no clue that they were out mm-hmm. so you had to be like paying attention to that and just it, it was frustrating and no i'm not i'll say i'm not interested in dexter williams at all um i understand what jamal has done but i think dexter is a completely different player than what they want jamal to do so exactly i'm completely out on that i did want to mention two guys that i'm cutting we talked about adrian peterson though for sure i i, I get it he's gonna have a nice matchup next week against the dolphins I'm not saving Adrian Peterson for that point, though. Even in 12 or 14 mm-hmm. team leagues, forget it. If somebody else picks maybe, him up and does well, maybe
2: I Maybe you it. don't have to cut him and can use him as just like a small kicker in a trade. Like, you got a one-for-one yeah. one setup and the other guy's wavering. And be like, hey, I'll give you Adrian Peterson, too. He plays the Dolphins in a couple weeks. And they might be, oh yeah, yeah, I'll do that trade now.
1: Fine. I, I, I just, like, I get it. I know that the Dolphins suck. I know the Redskins also suck. And I just am not ready to say, oh, I'm going to get a guy that's a really bad offense. This is mm-hmm. the same reason I don't want Kenny Drake or Kalen Ballage. like. Those running backs are awful, and this team is awful in the Redskins. So uh, Daryl Henderson, too. I, I've heard Chris Liss and Jeff Erickson talk about how in deep leagues they want to keep Henderson. I, I have a lot of Henderson shares. I'm done. Like Yeah, there's in no 14, reason 16.
2: in a 12-team, not, not in a 14. A 16, I could see if your bench is deep enough. But like who would the, have thought we'd have been having this oh, conversation with like a six-round ADP guy? Earlier yeah, the
1: NFFC leagues, I think I have a few Hendersons left. If I can cut him for a – realistic option i have been like that's that's the mm-hmm. point where i'm at so no no for me on daryl henderson even in super deep formats we're gonna get to the receivers and other pass catchers but i wanted to get a word from our, our sponsor, side boss week four of the nfl season is already done and we have week five and lucky for us side boss has got you covered if you missed entering the side boss pro Pick'em contest it's not too late to join week five and still be eligible to win weekly and quarterly pri- prizes throughout the season in addition to our pro Pick'em contest where players choose five games against the spread each week cardinals i'm telling you guys side boss is offering uh prop contest for quarterback running back wide receiver and tight end play any side boss weekly or daily free to play games and get all the picks correct and boom win some cash and entry into the side boss dollars nfl ats contest go to contest.sideboss.com and use ro- uh, promo code RotoWire. that's contest.sideboss.com again promo code road aware so the receivers we talked about Philip Burs- Dorsett, Deontay Johnson, Zach Pascal, Preston Williams, for the most part, did okay. Phil Dorsett was a little bit disappointing with Julian Edelman play, but the Bills' defense overall shut down the Patriots' passing attack, and it was mainly a James White contest. Mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson, we talked about at the top of the broadcast here. Uh, it might be Preston Williams that would be the the best of that option, but again, Dolphins bye week. So yeah. we're moving over to the Golden Tate action. I know you're super excited to talk about the more Giants receivers, and you really highlighted and spent a lot of time on them last week. He's mm-hmm. coming off a of suspension. Yeah. Dalen Jones looking okay, at least more confident than Eli Manning, but that's not saying much.
2: Yeah, I mean he's forty nine percent, so I still get an excuse to mention him. I, we, I don't need to, I don't need to go into detail on what he has to offer. He's the number one wide receiver out there if he is available. Um, the only problem is you're going to actually have to pay a price for him this week, whereas in past weeks he might have been able to slip one by. Um, apparently, you know we do NFL rumors in its own section on the website right now, and uh, one thing that came up in that feed that he's apparently just on a mission. has um, so been training cool. real hard. Uh, you know, uh, I think the uh, the Giants could use an, uh, a solid slot option that would help Daniel Jones. I think, uh, you know, again, this isn't Golden Tate getting traded to a different team midseason. This is Golden Tate going somewhere where, although suspended, he's gotten the reps here. So I think uh, he, I mean, there's a point when he's a third or fourth round fantasy receiver and it's not like he's completely over the hill yet, especially in your PPR leagues. He's the number one guy this week.
1: Geronimo Allison, I think, is probably more available for a lot of people. Probably shouldn't be, frankly, given how the Packers passing attack has been mm-hmm. reliant on at least one player, whether it be Marquez valdes Scantling, or Devontae Adams. Adams suffering the turf toe. Uh, it sounds like it's possible he could still play. I, at least as a Packers fan, hope that he doesn't, because I don't think this is a winnable matchup for the Packers anyhow, so let's rest our star receiver. Do you feel comfortable using a Geronimo Allison if you have to, if you are a Devontae Adams owner like you are?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm definitely into that. Geronimo Ellison a wide receiver three this week. I can live with it. Um this this Cowboys team, uh, you know, obviously the offense their offense didn't show up much against the Saints on Sunday night this past week, but I can see this being a game where both teams are gonna have to score at least four or five times to keep up and stay in the game, even with the defenses being much improved on both sides. That Cowboys' linebacking core is terrifying, but uh, I think Allison absolutely gets uh, gets going this week and becomes a startable option for as long as Adams is out. Uh, and even if he's not out, I mean, we saw he suffered the injury in the game. Adams couldn't come back in the game. You know, even if he tries to give it a go, what if he's limited? What if he's a decoy? Uh, even with Adams on the field, that doesn't necessarily drain the value from Allison and Allison and Velda Scantling are so far ahead of the next group of receivers, seemingly on that depth chart, that uh, I feel confident letting Geronimo Allison loose and uh, he'd be my number two behind Tate because Tate just fits in that threshold, but he's going to be the number one wide receiver ad in a lot of leagues this year.
1: I think you predict game script and of course everyone saw how the Eagles eviscerate the Packers rushing attack or the rushing defense mm-hmm. and think Ezekiel Elliott's going to be easily the number one fantasy player and I think he probably gets over 100 rushing yards, but Tyron Smith's multi-week absence, he also has a high ankle sprain, uh, and he Mm -hmm. had that suffered during the Sunday night loss to the Saints.
2: That's right. They took him out of the game there. I remember watching
1: that. That might be a bit more interesting. And again, Mm -hmm. I I still think Zeke rushes for over 100 yards. He probably scores twice because they'll still be able to move the ball. But this isn't going to be the Cowboys getting seven yards per carry like we saw with the Eagles on Thursday night. I think Mm -hmm. the Packers defense very, very clearly knows what their weakness is. And while they can't shore it up entirely, and I don't even know how they would, I just don't see a situation where they're going to be completely running wild on this. And Mm -hmm. you're right. There's going to probably be available passing options. Byron Jones is a lockdown cornerback. And whether he's on a Marquez Vela Scantling or he's going to be on Geronimo Allison, and I think that makes a difference. So if it's going to be Jones on Allison, yeah, that's not good. I'm not looking forward to that. But I could see him being on MVS. And if that's the case, somebody's going to have to be catching passes. It's not Jimmy Graham with that Cowboys linebacking core. I think it probably ends up being Allison. So I would imagine Mm -hmm. you can get by with him as a wide receiver three this
2: week. Yep, I'm with you. A couple honorable mention guys to throw out there this week. Uh, I I wanted to write down A.J. Brown just because he had an excellent game for the Titans. He seems to have fully surpassed Corey Davis here on the depth chart. And... And he's only owned a 10% of Yahoo League, so make a bid on him if you at least back up your Allison bid with an A.J. Brown bid. And I know, uh, I think GameScript helped Cole Beasley this week, but he's another name I thought was worth mentioning. He had 13 targets last week against the Patriots, 10 the week before. We know what Cole Beasley is, a plug-and-play PPR option when you get really desperate, but... That hasn't changed given the the, the team change, so uh, go for it if you have to.
1: I do love Dontrell Inman, and this is entirely dependent on if Mike Williams is healthy. Uh, he missed he missed the week four win over the Dolphins with a back injury. Of course, he had a back injury in college, and that was why he basically had to punt his rookie season. The second receiver against the Broncos secondary has been a lucrative proposition. That was the one game that MVS went off as well. Mm-hmm. Inman is a pretty darn good receiver and he had some back shoulder throw connections with Phillip Rivers that was yep. good like
2: I, I think he's I at, picked him up in my 16 team yeah. where, where my wide receivers are just an absolute mess because I drafted Antonio Brown it no. was on my last draft of the year and I was like yeah whatever I'll roll the dice I don't really have much at stake here uh, and I picked him up and I flexed him in that league and he got an okay half point PPR days so I'm not going to drop him is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. And Travis Benjamin was also out for that game. I imagine Mike Williams ends up being healthy. So he's the guy I'd target over that, but just in case you need to, um, Mm -hmm. I know Corey Davis went off for five catches, 91 yards and a touchdown. I'm still to the point where I'm just about ready to drop him. Same goes for Randall Cobb, who after the week one performance, you're like, all right, great. Cowboys have a slot receiver now and their offense is going to be Fantastic these very clear you're not
2: buying the revenge game narrative on Randall
1: Well I actually know what that that's true a <laughs> DFS wise I could entirely see it but I think <laughs> season long I'm not no, going I'm that not, direction I'm not
2: touching that I don't think he's high enough on their pecking order
1: We talked about multiple tight ends already uh Tyler eifert again with the, the draw against the Cardinals secondary that's been just dreadful against the tight ends 15% owned I I feel like we've covered that enough Jimmy Graham he did get the touchdown again um, this past Could have Thursday. had two
2: touchdowns. He had the targets. Yes. The one thing about Jimmy Graham, he's 36% owned in Yahoo Leagues. He's getting the red zone targets, and those red zone targets are going to stay consistent if Devontae Adams is not playing. Sure. Absol- Rodgers will look his way. Um, he They have those plays where they throw it up and have him do the rebound. He might be their best fade guy if Adams isn't on the field. It's that's a why it's match. intriguing it's, it's a, a bad matchup against, with yeah.
1: uh, uh leighton van der Esch, and then of course jalen smith two of the fastest uh, most explosive linebackers yeah, in the nfl it's it's gonna be tough ricky seal jones you put it in our our rundown i totally agree with you he has a huge week about every time this year and then you never hear from him again i, I feel like that's mm-hmm. the same way but that is david nujoku that is out for an extended time for the browns tight end so maybe maybe you can rely on him one percent owned I can tell you, I'm not going to be boosting that average up from Yahoo. I, I think yep, it's going to be no. more of a flash in the yeah, pan.
2: Yeah, no, I'm going to be going after Eifert at 15 percent owned. I think that uh, the fact that he didn't score and they had a pretty the Bengals offense look horrific on Monday night that'll be able to lessen his price a little bit in both lessen his ownership in DFS and lessen the price you have to pay on the waiver wire. Traditionally, the Broncos
1: have been fantastic against the tight ends. Virgil green though was out this past week against the dolphins. Sean Culkin tore his ACL right before scoring a touchdown. Tough time for him. And Hunter Henry's also out uh, for an extended period of time. All this to say the chargers could use a tight end. And Lance Kendricks is not a blocking option. They're not going to be using him that capacity. I could see him maybe getting two or three catches for 40 yards. That's seven points in the PPR form. And again, if you don't have those top nine tight ends, you're rolling the dice on anybody. I think Keenan Allen's gonna have a tougher time. Mike Williams might do well, but maybe Lance Kendricks end up getting the score for mm-hmm. them. And I, I don't mind that as a guy that's also guaranteed on a percent one percent. Former rate.
2: Wisconsin Badger, great. You know, you did your research here, Joe. You, yeah, you po- went deep on this po- one. Possibly gonna the be-
1: best pickup though is the defense that you highlighted. and you talk about the, doing the research. The Titans actually make a lot of sense if, regardless of Josh Allen ends up starting or Matt mm-hmm. Barkley. They have 13 sacks in three games. They didn't even get any against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I like that defense mm-hmm. a lot as maybe one of the top streaming options this week.
2: Yeah, I mean, we talked at the beginning of the show, what factors do you consider when when you have a defense? Home team, okay, check. Low over-under. The over-under on this game is 38.5, and, and this Lower is 2019. Lower than the
1: bears raiders London.
2: game. This is 2019 in the NFL, and we have an over-under of 38.5, okay? Now, again, that's probably—if Josh Allen plays— They score more points, but he also has more turnovers, which is good for the team defense. If Matt Barkley plays, maybe he takes care of the football a little bit better, but could still throw some picks. Definitely going to get sacked more often than Mm -hmm. Josh Allen because he's less evasive. I think the Titans are the key this week, and I'd go as far to say put a $1 bid on them to make sure you get them.
1: (laughs) I was going to say they're one of my top three pickups this week. Over, mm-hmm. over. At, well, Ronald Jones probably number one, and then you could make a case for any one of those pass catchers we talked about, or Tyler Eifert is two. Yeah. Titans defense though is that high on the list for me. Yeah, the other I, I side mean, of Bills I'm still too. Golden
2: Tate, Ronald Jones, Drama, Allison. Not available in any league forty nine percent, forty nine percent. okay. Fine. Those are
1: the eight team leagues that, that are just all checked out after that point. But you're right. I I do think that the Titans defense is not bad. I wouldn't necessarily rule out the Eagles defense either of course they got eviscerated by Aaron Rodgers in the passing game they did get that game-winning interception they had the fumble recovery mm-hmm. however they're possibly going against Jets team and still me without Sam Darnold. I think last update says he's not going to be out there for this week it's the next week that he will be if I if it's Luke Falk yes give me all the Eagles defense I know how they've been disappointing passing wise it's not like it's really going to be more than Le'Veon Bell
2: mm-hmm. yeah yeah, okay, fair enough. I, I threw it. The a <laughs> very mild, yeah, all right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. For I mean, for me, it's just uh, I'm going to put a dollar on the Titans and, and drop the Colts, who did dreadful as a streamer right. last week. Last week was a dud, but this week we're a lot more confident. Yeah, other than the
1: Patriots, uh, it, was, it was a bit difficult week for targeting defense as well. That does for us on the Tuesday edition of the Riddleware NFL podcast, sponsored by Yahoo DFS. Best of luck. In the Lions.